Welcome back into ESPN Lafayette. Great Scott Show. I'm Scott Prather, ESPN Lafayette, 103.3 on the FM, 1420 on the AM, streaming worldwide via the ESPN Lafayette app. If you're listening to us via the stream, that's brought to you by Champagne's Market on the Wilson Center. Champagne's going the extra mile. Joining me now, the head coach of the Louisiana Raging Cajun softball team, Coach Jerry Glasgow. Good morning, Coach. How are you? I'm doing great. Good morning. So uh, a weekend, um, you played Thursday, two on Friday, one on Saturday, two wins, two defeats. The defeats came uh, to LSU, one in uh, one in Lafayette back on Thursday, and then one in Baton Rouge. What was was there a big difference in those two games in your mind? Is is there? Did you see uh, some growth between the two games? What was what was your thought? Because I talked to you after the game Thursday. I haven't talked to you yet after this last one on Saturday. But in your mind, what was the biggest difference between those two contests? Uh, you know, the results were very similar. I thought, and I th- I, th- I thought we saw our team. I like the way they competed on on game two offensively better than game one, but neither game was up to you know neither game was up to the standard that we want to hold um, and I think that's gonna be normal I think that's somewhat normal for a you know for a team that's trying to find itself as a team um, against a team with good pitching. You know, LSU struggled this year. They've not had the greatest start in the world either. But the one thing that they do have, and they've always had, is is really good pitching. And they kind of hang their hat on their pitching staff. And and those pitchers are very good. And there was there was things that I liked about our team offensively that I thought was exceptional. Um, they drew more walks than they had strikeouts. I think we struck out. Twice in in the Saturday game against Kilponen, that's very hard to do. Uh, and drew four walks. And then Friday uh, in the Thursday game, I, I think we might have struck out four times in that game. But you know, we, we, they're competing at the plate really well for for a team that's you know finding itself and finding its identity, uh, trying to prove itself. I like the way they're competing at the plate. We just aren't getting the results that we want. But as long as you compete hard and you compete well, then you, I don't have any doubt that the results are going to come in the long term. And then when you combine that with how they've competed against other programs and other teams, you know the results have been very good. Now, there's a big difference between the pitching at, at, that we see at Alabama or that we see at LSU and and we've seen it our other teams, but the fact that they can already compete and get good results against, you know, teams like UAB that's going to be a top 50 or 60 RPI team at the end of the year, um, those are those are things that are really good. Um, but we've got we've got to just kind of keep growing. We've got to grow. We've got to grow as a program. We've got to grow as a team. Coach Jerry Glasgow, I guess you talked about pitching and LSU's pitching. Uh, you're pitching. Um, Kendra Lamb uh, looked good against against Central Connecticut, but didn't you know different competition against LSU? What's your message to her right now? Um, you know, and and you know how good she is or can be. You know, we've seen it, but 
How do you feel she's done in some of those bigger games, and, and what's your overall message to her right now? Well, there's a big difference between Central Connecticut and LSU. Right. So, you know, we're thrilled with the results that we saw on Friday, but we also understand, just like offensively, the results against those teams aren't indicative of what you're going to see against top 25. The thing that we know about Kander Lamb is here's what we know. We know that she's capable. We know that she can go to LSU and shut them out. At the peak time of the year in the NCAA regional, you know, at a moment when it's really important, when the lights are bright, we know that she can shut them out because she's done that. So that's a really good thing to have in your back pocket. You have uh, – you know, some success in the past. And what what my advice to her is is to keep growing. Because here's the thing, you can't if you're a pitcher, you have to kind of reinvent yourself, so to speak. And you and a hitter or a pitcher in college softball, <clears throat> each year the, the scouting report grows. So you can't come back out here in twenty twenty one and try to do the same thing, that, uh, 2022, and do, try to do the same thing you did in 2021. They got a scouting report. And, all, and simply all LSU did was they let her throw the same high pitch that she's been throwing for the past couple of years, but they took that pitch instead of chased that pitch. And Central Connecticut, they swung at the pitch, and she had great success because they swung at the rise ball just barely above the strike zone, and LSU took that pitch. <clears throat> so she's going to have to reinvent herself a little bit, go back to work in the bullpen, get her something that she's throwing at the knees. You know, I've talked, we've, we've talked, Justin, I've talked about that the last couple of weeks. And, you know, she's got to command the ball down in the bottom corners of the zone a little bit to get ahead and then, then use that pitch as her out pitch instead of as her setup pitch. And, you know, they've got a good handle on that. It's just a matter now. Let's go back to work, reinvent yourself. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're talking about one one bad inning, uh, but it was a huge inning. And it had a huge impact on the, on the program and on our team and on our, you know, on the results that we're trying to to improve upon this year. So I'm not downplaying it in any way. I'm just saying you you know you can hang your hat on that seven inning shutout you threw back in May, and you can hang you know I don't know if you hang it, but you can you, you definitely want to keep it in the front and foremost in your mind that the lessons that we learned in, in the defeat on Saturday, and go to work and build from there. Coach Jerry Glasgow, <laughs> our guest, ESPN Lafayette. So uh, you and pitching coach Justin Rovers show the plan maybe is to 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 bring her out of the pen for a little while. You said or is that uh, it, the the plan is obviously to to fix a few things and and you know get her back? No, no, to, I didn't. I didn't say anything just, about bringing her out of the bullpen. I said go to work in your bullpen session. Got you. Okay, I just wanted to. I, I, thank you. Sessions. I, I, I'm glad we got clarity there. Okay, no, that, may, yeah, that makes that, sense. Yeah, that's no different than that's no different than what Megan Shorman's doing right. and what you know Sam Landry's doing, what Carly East's doing. They use their bullpen sessions are where they're going to get better. Got you. And and this time of year, you're going to have less and less bullpens. One thing we have to do at this time of year is cut back on our bullpen session because we've got to protect our arms. And so the little time that you have to practice, you really have to have focus. And so that that's her. That's going to be Candace's thing is just 
getting the velocity, getting 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 the the high velocity pitches down in the bottom corners of the zone <clears throat> on the OO and the O one count. Uh, and then, you know, if she's going to go back upstairs, she needs to go back upstairs when she's got two strikes. She's uh, She's got all-American potential there for sure. And uh, folks have seen, you know, as you mentioned, what she did back in May. And, and you know, it's, it's you, you like, to your point, Coach, right, a, a short outing, you don't want to – it's that delicate balance of you don't want to overplay it, but you don't want to ignore it either just because, oh, well, in the past this happened and – I guess as a head coach, that's one of the things you, you know, you, you have to, speaking of balance, why don't we go there? Like, I know that when you and I talked before the season, you said, you know, patience is something I, I might have to to work on. You know, I might talk to my wife after a series and say, okay, you know, if we didn't win, maybe come talk to me before I talk to the media. I know in the moment during the game, it's difficult. You've got some newcomers, but at the same time, I mean, it's you, you play to win the game, right? How are you doing to this point, Coach, with your team in terms of patience with the, I guess, uh, growth of your team? Because we're still here in early March, and, uh, you know, Jordan Campbell was telling me Thursday night she still feels like this team, you know, has the talent and the wherewithal if they keep growing to, to reach all their goals ultimately. Yeah, yeah I haven't. I mean, so I haven't slept well since that game with LSU, you know, since the two LSU games, my my nights have not been very restful, and that's that's okay. That's what I get. I get paid to win those games, and uh, to lose them really impactful on me personally. But you have to also have to keep a balance and weigh it all out, and balance it all out, and and then see it in reality. Like in the first two hours after the game's over, I don't see the game. In reality, I see, you know, see it from a frustrated, um, defeated, you know, uh, angry. Uh, there's a lot of emotion that goes into a loss like that when you work that hard for a month and you don't, you know, you don't have your kids prepared and and you, you know, you're really it's hard on a coach. On the other hand, it's important that that we step back. I mean, I spent the day in the office yesterday. Um, I, I was in the office from about noon to whatever, 536. And luckily, you know, no coaches come in, no one come in. I didn't see anybody else. I just sat there in my office and looking at the numbers and, you know, you have to really watch the game from, uh, from a different perspective to really get a feel for what you got to do and what you have to go forward. And, and that's the, that's the thing with this young team, right? We're seeing all kinds of mixed results and, and mixed um, signals, and and those are things that you know. If you go back to the preseason press conference, when I would say we're going to have bumps along the way, we're going to have uh, if things that I know was going to happen. I, I I understand. I under I I know you can't just. It's not as simple as just rolling a bunch of young talented athletes out there and they start winning. They have to they have to build and they have to grow and uh, you know the. All that is difficult, even for a head coach to keep in perspective. And then, I don't know how fans, you know, fans fans get paid to root for a team to win, and they 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 have the privilege to support your team and cheer for your team. They also have the privilege and the right to criticize your team and your coaches. And 
And so if I was sitting in the stands, I, I could sort of be critical of the coaching right now. And and I get all that. That that, that part doesn't bother me. What bothers me is we got to win. Um, we just have to win. And, and I know these kids are talented. Like The one thing that I'm more resolved in now than I was in February, I thought this was going to be a really good team in February. I'm more sure now than at any point in the fall, any point in the winter, any point in January, I'm I'm more positive this team is really going to be special in the future. And I think in this at the end of this season, which is com- compounds how frustrated I am right now, because you see moments where, man, the potential of Megan Shorman is far greater than what I realized it was in November or even January. And the potential of Sam Landry is just as, uh, in my mind, is is just as great as it was in the fall. You know, I knew Sam. I had high expectations. I knew she could be great. I wasn't sure about Shorman. And I I saw signs that she could be good. But, you know, we saw signs against LSU. She could be absolutely great, like, one of the best college pitchers in the country if she could put that all together and harness all that talent. And we got a we we saw signs against Alabama where we have to work. We need we need we need improvement. We need growth with Megan and and, and so you're getting both and that that's our whole team. You know, if you look offensively you saw Alexa Langler's at times looked like one of the best young hitters in the country. And then you've seen times when she looked like a freshman that was struggling in her first season. And you look at the end of the day right now, like she's got a three seventy five batting average. Well, the potential's there or three forty five average, whatever it is. The potential's there, but we we've got lots of work to do. But but it's undeniable that the kids have tremendous potential in my mind. So really fired up about the next two months and, and excited about going to practice today. Uh, I can't wait to get on the field all afternoon with them. And, and we've got to, we just got to start, you know, uh, working even harder than they've already been working and, and they're young and enthusiastic and talented. So that makes practice really fun to see the things that they do each day, but we got to put it together and each game, the rest of the season is going to be tremendously important to this young group of, uh, of athletes. So, and, we, and as I, I just used the word young, and I, I try not to do that in this interview and in all interviews. I, it's, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter at this point if we're young or old. It matters how well we compete. So while the reality is, yeah, they may be young, we've got to quit. We've got to quit thinking of them as young. We've got to quit thinking of, of them as, you know, being youthful. Um, the same as injuries. You know, it doesn't matter if we've got Piscos or we don't have Piscos. Our job is the same. It doesn't matter if we got Rain O'Neill. We don't have Rain O'Neill. Our job is the same. We've got plenty of talented players to make up for those players when they're out, and we can still perform at a high level. So that can't ever be an excuse. So we've just got work to do. That's the bottom line, and I'm really excited about the team. I'm, I'm more than ever committed to the fact that this team can be um, one of the top top teams in the country when we put it together. Coach Jerry Glasgow has been our guest. Um, 
you know, Megan Schwarman, I guess uh, something I'll close on. You mentioned her performance, uh, her both her, you know, outings against LSU, what she did against Louisiana Tech, and seeing her perform and how different it was <clears throat> at times compared to the previous weekend. You know, it it's there there's that's just one example, right? There are a lot of things you've seen where there is some growth, but there's also a lot of areas where, as you said, we're not there yet, but we can be. We just have work to do. I guess you're talking about trying not to use the word young. So my final thing, and, and you, you, you know, you talked about it a little Thursday evening, but you feel like in some of the bigger games, as we said, and in, in some games against ranked opponents are bigger than others when the competitor is, you know, ranked compared to a team that, you know, maybe is still looking for their first win. You said in some of those bigger games that it's the young players, their play is kind of the same and maybe some of the veterans – whether it be pressure, putting too much on themselves, whatever it might be. What's your message to the veterans on this team when it comes to these big games? Just to, you know what, you you, you got to play it like you always do. You know, I mean, I know that was something maybe you, you were able to discuss before uh, Saturday's game against LSU. But last question, Coach, if you could touch on the fact that, you know, one good sign from your young team is young players is that when it comes to, you know, these big games that, you know, make a difference in, in RPI and things like that, your young team, your young players, you know, they seem to be unfazed by, I guess, the bigger moments. Yeah, well, I think the young players have less expectations out of themselves. Uh, although this particular group has high goals. Uh, but I, I think without a doubt, like, you know, those Stormies and the Maddies and, they have nothing. They almost have nothing to lose, and and I do think that like an upperclassman with the wrong mental outlook, if they're taking the wrong mental approach, they do have more to. They they can get themselves in a position where they feel like they have more to lose, but they've got to control that and just play like you know, play like they're a freshman. You know, play play free, play loose, play let it let it hang out. You know, let it. Let the game just let the game evolve, and so that's thing that you know. Ever, no matter who you are, you've got to you've got to work on that. I mean, one of the biggest challenges I've seen in my coaching career when you have a player as an All American as a sophomore, or junior, they obviously have phenomenal results because that's why they're an All American, and then they come out their senior year and or later in their career, and they 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 feel so much pressure to repeat that phenomenal season that it bogs them down mentally, and then they can't repeat that All-American season that they had earlier in their career. Same thing we're dealing with right there. You know, it, it's the same thing we deal with with every senior, and we'll work our way through that. And it's it's not abnormal. I think in this case it's magnified by the fact that you've got such a, a talented group of incoming players nipping at your heels um, so so early in their career. So... And there's so many. There's, you know, we're, the roster's full of uh, a lot of a lot of that situation. So that makes it a little bit. That changes the dynamics a little bit. But that's that's just normal stuff that we got to deal with. And and then in the long run, really, I don't think it'll have a whole huge effect on on the on the season. Gotcha, Coach Jerry Glasgow. Always appreciate you taking the time. The next six for Louisiana are at Yvette Gerard Field at Lamson Park this Wednesday. They host McNeese. This weekend, they host Georgia State as they get into conference play. And next Wednesday, a doubleheader against 
the University of Texas. Coach Glasgow, I always appreciate your candidness, man. Um, been in, enjoying watching the team this year. I know that, uh, as you said, there's still some lofty goals ahead of you, and um, you're looking forward to what comes next, and we always look forward to chatting with you each and every Monday, man. I'll let you get back to work. All the best, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Okay, Scott. Yeah, this is a big week, and you know one of the things that this team's done really good is they've won the games that they're supposed to win. Um, and so we got to be real careful here with McNeese. And, of course, Georgia State's coming in. They had a good weekend, played against Florida, played a good game against Florida. And teams, these are games that we should win, but we better we better be focused because that, that's going to be the key to this season is if they can avoid any upset losses. or You know, you don't want to have more than one or two of those upset losses throughout a 56-game season. So that's our, that's our focus this week, and we're looking forward to get back on the field. Thank you. All the best. Take care, Coach. That is Louisiana softball coach Jerry Glasgow. Week ahead, I, I probably should ask him a little bit more about it, just kind of looking behind, but, you know, that's what I do a lot of times on Mondays. But... Jerry just says what's on his mind, which, again, I always appreciate. I think that's why, you know, sometimes the interviews with him maybe go longer than with some other coaches. He, uh, you ask him a question, and he'll he'll talk for a while, but it's it's what's on his mind. It's not just words that have no meaning behind them.